Welcome to the GlobalTQM.com podcast, where we teach e-commerce business owners how to source the best products from China, negotiate with Chinese manufacturers, navigate Chinese business culture, and grow your business to seven figures and beyond. David Hoffman is the founder and CEO of GlobalTQM.com, your team on the ground in China. With over 25 years of experience doing business in China, David and his team at GlobalTQM.com have the know-how and experience to overcome any challenge you'll face sourcing and manufacturing in China. Chinese culture and Asian cultures in general are very different to quote-unquote Western cultures. That is, North America, Europe, and Australia. Not understanding this, or worse, refusing to deal with the Chinese in a way that's comfortable to them can lead to huge problems for your business. In today's episode, David's going to tell you about common Chinese cultural differences and how you can work around them to get the best outcomes. The most common cultural differences and misunderstandings that affect the quality of your final product. The first key point is that pushing for a price and and applying a lot of pressure to achieve a certain target price is not always the best solution. Chinese don't want to say no and may happily meet your target price. The problem with that is you may feel very disappointed later when you find corners were cut, shortcuts were taken, and the quality of the product is not great. However, from the Chinese perspective, they did you a favor by meeting your price. From your perspective, they've done you a disservice by giving you a poor quality product and omitting things that you expected. The intention is always in the detail. Yes, and acceptance doesn't always mean you're going to get exactly what you want. The next important thing is that everything in writing, writing clears up all the misconceptions and makes sure that everybody is 100% on the same page. There's always lost in translation issues occurring in email communications. Put it in your purchase order, put it in your order bomb, have it signed up off no matter how many times you have to update it. The next point, no means no, but yes doesn't always mean yes. This means that If they've said no, they really can't do it. Don't think you're going to get it. Chinese suppliers can often say yes in a kind of an agreeing agreeing tone, but they haven't actually acknowledged or confirmed that they're going to give you what you want and that should be resorted to writing and concluded officially in your purchase order. Often in conversation, the word yes is used to acknowledge what you're saying, not to agree with what you're asking for. And this can often lead to a simple thing that leads to very many misunderstandings. The other important factor is understand your market is different to the Chinese market. And requirements of Western markets or foreign markets can be very different in terms of packaging design, style, um, the method of transportation, shipping, drop shipping, um, and the standards of the packaging is very different to the local domestic market. So this is important to specify. Often the result may be less than what's desired, but it's certainly not intentional. Chinese often don't use some of the products we purchase. So um, that means the attention to detail is often not as good as it could be because they don't use those products. Do you have any questions for David? Got any topics you'd like us to cover? If you need answers to your China sourcing challenges, all you have to do is leave us a review on iTunes. Include your comment along with your business's name and website URL. And we'd be happy to create special episodes just for you, our valuable listeners. And now back to our episode cultural face 
dealing with Chinese, you have to understand a bit of background to their culture. The Chinese work on the principle of saving face and are often easily embarrassed if something if they do something wrong or something goes wrong. Um, it can be quite upsetting to them. The boss of the faction is the important person to deal with, and he makes all the decisions, and everybody at the factory will always follow the instruction of the boss. Make sure you're dealing with the boss. In many cases, you won't be able to deal with the boss, particularly on day-to-day -day matters and um, order follow-up. And this is where it can get complicated because some of your requests, some of your um, requirements might be rejected internally by the boss um, or the owner and the staff will not be able to tell you always the truth of why they can't do something or why they won't do something or why there's a delay or why there's a problem because they don't want to make their boss look bad or make their factory look bad. So they make a lot of excuses to save face. Western cultures typically a direct approach to answering questions and getting answers and solving problems. Chinese culture is much, it's a much more gentle um, culture of avoiding the point um, and not, not answering the question directly but by answering the question in a different way and this can often be misinterpreted or found very frustrating in dealing with Chinese suppliers. It's best to understand this cultural face difference and knowing when to press and when not to press or when to read between the lines and accept the facts as they are as something that's not going to change is often helpful. Um, after understanding cultural differences and having more experience, there are techniques to uncover certain realities and truths um, in, in other ways. Often it's a cultural face that, that creates the appearance of lack of logic in dealing with the Chinese, when often it's not the logic that is important, it's the implications of saying no, which is not polite in their culture, and the implication of implying that something is wrong with their superior or boss that often leads to what appear to be illogical answers, but they are expecting you to read between the lines and figure out the message behind the message. Understanding and accepting this is important as it will save frustration and allow you to deal with problems in a different manner. Yes is not always confirmation that they accept something. It's just sometimes acknowledgement they hear what you're saying and this can be misunderstood for acknowledgement and confirmation. Again, if you remember the principle of visual versus verbal and put it in the purchase order and sign it off, this will often push out these cultural issues because if they sign it off, they accept it. If they're not willing to sign these points off, there's something else going on behind the scenes. There's something else going on, which often means you have to deal with it in a different way. The next point is the silent treatment. Suppliers often sometimes stop replying or take a long time to reply or simply don't come back to you. This unfortunately often relates to the size of you as a customer and how meaningful you are to the fact slash manufacturer. 
it's important to remember that these factories are approached by hundreds, if not thousands of people every day. And as you look for the good manufacturers, they look for the good customers. But most importantly to them, they look for the big customers and the big buyers. And these people take most of their time and most of their attention. Everything is a function of workload and work versus reward. And that's as simple as that. Suppliers often won't come back to you if they're busy with other customers and don't have enough time and haven't prioritized you or your orders due to size, price, or other factors. The other possibility is the email communication and correspondence you've sent to them has, has already created a preconception in their mind of how big your orders are going to be or demonstrated to them the type of buyer you are and this can often lead them to not be willing to even reply. Other facts that often affect factories and not getting back to you is that it might be the questions asked might be a little bit more complex um, and require their R&D team or engineering team or purchasing team to get them, who's your front-facing person, who's often the sales representative, to get them more information or to check information for them to be able to provide them with an answer. As a result, rather than saying we're checking, we'll come back to you, they just go silent until they've got the right answer and then they will come back to you. It is imperative to remember that they are dealing with a lot of other clients and customers and giving instant responses to everything is sometimes expected from your side but not realistic from their side. The biggest challenge of doing business in China is patience, patience, patience. Understand how you've presented yourself to the supplier and if they're silent, it might mean they don't want to say no. So try trying a different approach or easing up some of your requirements um, that, that have become a standing point might reopen the conversation. And finally, here are a few hacks you can use to make dealing with Chinese manufacturers as easy and painless as possible. Okay, one simple hack that gets suppliers to take you seriously Deal with a professional buying office like Global TQM. Let the supplier know you have a qualified team of experienced people on the ground in China looking after your interests. Let them see you have this infrastructure and resource with people speaking their local language and they will certainly know that you are not a first-time buyer and that you are going to be well looked after. Just simply being able to communicate with them and copying your China team in CC mails will already let them see that you have resource and experience and they will take you a lot more seriously. This is not to be underestimated. Having a qualified team like Global TQM on your side also drastically speeds up the time of getting samples, arranging samples, and manufacturers actually sometimes find it quite refreshing to have somebody local to speak to in their time zone and um, they feel comfortable that there won't be miscommunication and they will give you a high level of attention. So find reliable partners like Global TQM. Thank you for listening to the GlobalTQM.com podcast. So you don't miss a single episode, remember to subscribe to our show on iTunes. We'd also be very grateful if you'd leave us an honest rating and review. And don't forget to download your free gift, our ebook on China sourcing for startups at GlobalTQM.com slash gift. <laughs>